Hello and welcome to the Maluli Asset Management Podcast for March 11th, 2014. This is Brendan and today Tom and I are going to talk about uh, something that's a big concern for a lot of investors, which is avoiding another 2008. There's a, a lot of things that are sometimes unspoken concerns of investors. You know, one of them is, how do I know that we're not going to slip into another situation like 2008 again? Yeah. Um, other ones include, you know, how do I know my advisor isn't Bernie Madoff, which is actually something we've talked about in podcasts before. Right. And I think in a future podcast, another question that people ask all the time, or at least they're thinking in the back of their mind is, okay, how are we going to sidestep another 2008? And how are we going to make sure that we don't miss another big run up in the market like we've seen the last couple of years? Yeah. So we're not saying that investors could have sidestepped all the damage from 2008, but their losses definitely could have been minimized in most cases. I think really, Brendan, if you uh, talk to clients about having a tactical game plan, the losses that people experienced in 2008, the ones that didn't have a game plan at all, might not have been that bad. Yeah, but if you were uh, like buy and hold or asset allocation model. Set it and forget it yeah, type you of. Were, you were kind of locked in at that point and you, you really, that didn't really favor you. No, you were really strapped on for the ride. Mm -hmm. And so when we manage money for our clients, we have short-term indicators, intermediate indicators, and then longer-term indicators. And the longer-term indicators really build the backdrop of our client blueprint, our investing blueprint. But let's just take a quick moment and talk about short and intermediate term first. Mm -hmm. our, our, the short term indicators are giving us a guide of when to make investments, like when to get into the market and when to get out of it, entry points and exit points. Right. You know, with short term indicators, we'd really rather be investing when the indicators are pulling back, not when they're too extended or, you know, on the overbought side of the bell curve, which we've talked about in other presentations as well. Mm hmm. Um, our intermediate term indicators uh, are designed to guide us in how to, how aggressive we want to be, really. That's the main point of, of those. Right. The intermediate indicators, are many of them are bullish percent charts, and they tell us exactly how bullish we want to be. We prefer to invest when the markets are on offense. What that means is we prefer to be investing when the charts are generating more buy signals. That's this implies that there's more money moving into the markets. And so we'd like to, you know, move alongside that as well, not against that kind of tide. Yeah. Um, and like we mentioned before, the long-term indicators are giving us our backdrop. They're guiding us when long-term market cycles and trends are changing. Right. And this is really what helped a lot of investors in 2008. When we use these indicators, the long-term indicators, we can clear, we can see very clearly when uh, being in cash or reducing the amount of money we have in the in the stock market, or possibly being out of the market completely, is better than just sticking our head in the sand and say we're going to be long-term and ride it out. That's mm -hmm. just not a game plan. Yeah. So we wanted to walk through what some of these longer-term indicators were doing. Uh, during that time. After the market peaked in October 2007, we saw a lot more volatility in the markets. So just to give you a quickie on what happened with our short-term indicators, 
short-term indicators would go way down and then they'd reverse up very quickly and then, and then they'd go down again for really long stretches. And what that does is it just takes the air out of a lot of charts. They, they start to erode and they start pushing them down. So they're making lower tops, they're generating more sell signals and they're moving charts closer to that support line we've said this a lot of times in our presentations when support lines break we really need to decide whether we want to stay in this investment or not so as we saw more sell signals generated we saw a lot of support lines breaking yeah. uh, just to jump in for a second if you are kind of lost on uh, support lines and sell signals and that type of thing we have tons of information podcasts and videos on the site available about these so if you want to jump over those after this and, and learn a little bit more about what we're talking about here, that's great. I think you should go for it. Yeah. And so what happened was when we support, saw these support lines breaking, it really started affecting the bullish percents, the intermediate term indicators. Mm -hmm. Now, the, in early 2008, we saw the market was just being held up by a couple of sectors. Uh, most of the stocks had already started some, some pretty serious declines. But most of you know Wall Street was still pretty bullish. Yeah, they were still out there telling the good story to think long term and and invest. Mm -hmm. But Brendan, it was those long term indicators, wasn't it, that really started telling the tale? Yeah, um, they began breaking down uh, late in the first quarter of two thousand eight and right through the second quarter. So, I mean, that's well before the biggest moves uh, of that year, which were in. Uh, the later half later of 2008. Of the yeah. So these were red flags early on in the year that really changed the landscape of the market. That's right. And one of our key long-term indicators measures whether we should have money in the money market or in the stock market, either or. And this particular chart flashed a buy signal, meaning it favored the money market over stocks in July of 2008. That's a super, super long-term chart. It moves very slow, takes a long time. So when this gave a buy signal in 2008, that was very, very serious. And that very same month, uh, the second of our long-term indicators flashed a, an important signal to us. Now, the, we have another indicator uh, that actually started flashing trouble at the beginning of 2008. Uh, it gave another indication of the market falling apart in, in late June, around the same time as these other indicators, uh, and then again in September. So these long-term indicators don't move very often. They move very slowly, but when they do give signals, it's time for us to really pay attention and step up and, and uh, not ignore what the market's trying to tell us. Remember, when we look at these charts, it's not some voodoo. What this does is it tracks the ongoing tennis match between supply and demand. What's in demand? Price must rise. Anything in supply? Price is going to fall. If stocks are in supply, prices are going to fall. It doesn't matter really what the news is. We really want to watch what the trends are. Now, when we're discussing investments, it's important to know that none of the securities that we mention in any of our podcasts represent a past specific recommendation of Maluli Asset Management. And this podcast is not a recommendation to buy or sell any of the securities that we happen to mention here. But more importantly, if you're relying on a podcast for investment advice, we think you might be making a big mistake. So we strongly urge our listeners to consult with their investment advisor before they make a decision to buy or sell any kind of investment. 
Now, if you don't have an investment advisor, we'd be happy to answer whatever questions you might have without any kind of obligation. You can pick up the phone and call us here in New Jersey at 732-223-9000, or you can find us on the web at maluli.net. Okay, that's all we have for now. We'll be back next week with a new topic, and thanks for listening.